Savannah, the young cat will tell you the facts from shows on or off Broadway. Your bi-weekly show, follow more to know, listen to what they have to say. This podcast won't run a week with cat and sleep. Hello everyone, I'm Julia Murney as Millie in the Florida Studio Theater production of Thoroughly Modern Millie. And I'm Stephanie J. Block as Judy Garland and Liza Minnelli in a production that they're doing of that of. <laughs> and this podcast won't run a week, your bi-weekly <laughs> musical theater podcast where we talk about musicals. And I would love to see a production of whatever that is. It's like the Never. Elvis, it's like the Elvis movie, but it's Judy Garland and Liza Minnelli. It's a like two parter. <laughs> yes, yes. Like it's tight. a it's it's like define it's define gravity. It's like the Wicked movie in two parts. It's like the Titanic like VHS set that you had to get where it was two tapes. And you know I would own that. Oh, I know you. You would have you would own it, and you'd also own it on like DVD slash Blu-ray, and then you mm. also have on Apple. A, a, yeah, a digital. A digital. A digital copy. A digital um, copy. Uh, it's so nice to have you back. You weren't here last episode. And it was, oh my God, that's right. I wasn't. Yeah, I, I was mean, off. I was teaching. Yeah, teaching teaching the children, molding the minds. Of the I was youth. teaching the children. Uh, the, chil- the children needed to learn how to do. Am I doing a Bill Cosby right now? <laughs> Maybe. Not meaning to. The children. <laughs> Anyway. Yes, I was teaching children. Yes. <laughs> and, and it was wonderful and it was such a gift and I loved every second of it. Um, and I'm sad I wasn't here, but I was happy to be there. So. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Rachel, it was, a, I know you're listening. It was a pleasure to have you again. Thanks I for filling like, in, Queen. I know. I feel like I learned so much. She knows so much about Parade. And I was like, do you yeah, want to leave the episode? <laughs> yeah. You know she's more like, than no. I do. No, I'll let you do it. <laughs> She's the best. Um, she is. She's so smart. So, other than... And such a slut. <laughs> such a filthy hoe. Other than teaching the children, any other things you'd like to bring up? Uh, any things you did? Any fun stuff? Before we get into the meat and I potatoes. moved. I moved. That's right. Yeah. You did. Yeah, it's also what I did when I was teaching. I moved. Uh, which was horrendous. Yeah. But... Uh, thank the Lord for my friend Tomas because I would not have been able to do it without him. Yeah. Um, he spent like 12 hours with me. That might be an exaggeration, but not by much. Moving everything out of my apartment. And I genuinely don't know how I would have done it without him. So thank you to Tomas. Thank you, Tomas. Yes. Um, and then I did a 24-hour day. I drove nine hours at 10 p.m. at night after teaching <laughs> um and then worked my muggle job as i like to call it the next day and then went to sleep almost over 24 hours later i don't think i could do that so you could not I, <laughs> you you are someone who needs their sleep in ways that i don't know anyone else who needs sleep like you I, do i get very angry if I don't get my sleep I also I just my brain does not function if I don't sleep like on a very basic level my brain stops functioning yeah so I I think I got to that point right before I went to bed 
And I just was like, I feel like, I feel like I get when I have, I've done, had to do that more than once in my life, like do a 24 hour day mm-hmm. because of working, which is insane. But yeah. when I have done it, I just kind of go on autopilot and I'm fine. Like, it's like, you hit a point where it's like, you have to be awake anyway. So you might as well be awake, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, of course I was highly caffeinated. Of course. Um, so that helped. Yeah. But it, there gets to be a point where like I drink a giant Red Bull on the road, which I'm not someone who like, I only drink Red Bull when I drive mm-hmm. and like for long extended amounts of time. And so I was like, great, I'll just drink a Red Bull. I'll be fine. And I was for like the first two hours. And then I needed another big Red Bull. And then it just got to a point where it was like, this isn't doing anything. This is just like drinking a soda. Uh, yeah. This is water. This is yeah. sparkling water. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. What about you? Um, ugh, my therapist asks every week, what did you do? And I never know what to say. Um, I am your therapist. Uh, in a lot of ways. Yes. I don't get paid I, though. Oh, I am doing some more intimacy choreography for work, <laughs> a show that's going to be playing in the city in, I think September and October, I believe are the dates, but I'll have more information. And it's, that. it's called coming out the musical and I'll be staging all the intimacy. And I tell you, there's a lot of it. Everyone is kissing everybody and it's beautiful and I love it. And I'm so excited to be a part of it. Um, they're just little, they're little like <laughs> all of them are just the tiniest, the lightest of pecs. Just, yeah. So that's what I'm doing. That's the big thing. I'm doing that. I'm also going to be doing the intimacy choreography for, into the woods at the heights players in brooklyn Work. so if you're in new york city and you want to see into the woods that's not gonna cost you broadway prices come on down to brooklyn that intimacy is gonna be beautiful yeah so that's what i'm doing that's what's up and nice. yeah so before we get into that mm-hmm. drag race <gasps> drag race the all-star all-star legendary all-star finale came out today and it could not it could not have worked out better for me i for me too honestly (laughs) like Like, i i was i'm like this never happens never it never happens but like i mean spoiler alert one to go and i was like nice get that bitch away Sorry, I don't like her. It's so funny to me that you don't like her because she reminds me a lot of you. You know, that's actually very common. I I find that most people that I am like, they're not my cup of tea. Most people are like, they remind me so much of you, though. It's weird. And so I guess she's a talented, beautiful queen. I mean, yeah, especially when she's got that like platinum blonde wig. I'm like, she even kind of looks (laughs) like her. Um. You know, I didn't dislike really anybody in the group. Yeah. Like, everyone's really good. But the two queens that I liked the best won. Me too. Well, and the three queens that I wanted in the top were in the top. And that means including the winner of, including Raja. Yeah. But it's Monet and Jinx and Raja. Like, Uh those are my three favorites going in. I, I fell in love with Trinity I was sad that she didn't go a little... F- like, I'm sad she was the first one of the group to go. Well, Wait, that's not the, true. Shay was the Shay first. Was the first. That was... It could not have worked out better. 
Oof. in my favor. That was tricky, though, because Shay is really fucking good. No, so I think Shay's a very talented queen. I think in the grand scheme of things, she deserves to be in the top because she is that talented. But when it comes to the logistics and the competition, she did not deserve to be there. And that was really hard to see, like, Jada yeah. not be there because that should have been Jada, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, the queens that I felt the most strong, the queen that I felt the most strongly about was in the top and she was yeah. in the top she had cinched it by like three or four weeks before the finale oh. she also during the first episode there was like no question she it, was I, winning i there's no question in any of their minds it had i mean it had to be jinx well i also think that all of them genuinely knew that jinx was gonna win no matter what i mean she just she, she exudes everything that a drag queen is yeah. I mean, and you, more you can tell how much she loves it and you can tell how much it means to her to do it and i i feel confident that she would be doing it even if she wasn't getting paid but i know she's getting oh, paid now abs- that's how much fun it is to watch her like yeah it's she's one of those people and i feel the same way about monet too Ugh. and raja yeah i I love Monet. I'm obsessed with Raja. I love Monet too. Monet is the only one of those queens that I've ever seen live. Um, You've seen Monet live? I saw Monet live pre-Drag Race. What? I I walked in. I was going to go get a drink with a friend in Hell's Kitchen. And we walked into a gay bar. And in the very back of the bar where there was a little stage. And Monet Exchange was performing on that stage. And I was like, she is beautiful. She is talented. She did, I can't remember the the industry term. I think it's like a drag race suicide where it's just like a bunch of songs back to back to back and you don't know what's coming up. And you just have to li- like lip sync for your life. And one of those songs was Dolly Parton's 9 to 5. So nice. That won me over for sure. I love, um, I love, I love Monet. I think she's a full package as well. I, I love Monet. I'm excited that she got so far. Me too. I was a little worried there in the middle. Yeah. I was a little worried. I was like, come on, girl. It was a little touch and go, a little touch and yeah. go. But I i mean, the two people that I wanted most to win won. And I felt really yeah. good about it. Raja deserved, I, I almost feel like they got, they, then this is conspiracy, right? But like, but I do think that they were like, we have to give Raja something. Like she has been doing this for so long and she's consistent she's been consistent and good and she's such a humongous part of this franchise that it's like we can't she's not gonna win but we gotta give her like she's gotta win something and so week to week especially in like design challenges i was like who the fuck is making these decisions and not giving them to raja raja should be winning the design challenges there was one where i was like fully like why did the one with the gold outfit that oh. Raja but it was the same thing with with Utica in the sleeping bag outfit like yes. why did Utica not win why did she not win that challenge she should have Utica should have won that challenge and Raja should have won the gold challenge yeah yeah I mean oh I I love I love Raja I want Raja to adopt me. Raja, if you're looking to adopt an yeah. almost 30 year old woman as a daughter. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. You're almost 30. <laughs> I know. I know. 
<laughs> so old. It just like hit me when you said it of like, because I know you are, mm-hmm. but then you, I don't know. Oh, it's just I'm, another, it's like to hear it and like, boom. I'm, I'm giving myself exposure therapy. So I'm going to be referencing it more as I get closer. So by the time I'll be like, oh yeah, I've been 30 forever. All right. So this week, this episode, we are... Going to Scotland. This episode, we're doing a little jig into Scotland. We are going to Brigadoon. Brigadoon. That's not the melody, but... No. Brigadoon is a musical, and we're going to talk about it. Are you ready? Oh, born ready. Born ready. All right. So, Brigadoon is uh, written by the team of uh, Lerner and Lowe. Which I don't think I knew that actually, but anyway, I know now. So, <laughs> um, Alan J. Lerner uh, wrote the book and lyrics, and Frederick Lowe did the music. Uh, the song "Almost Like Being in Love" is now part of the musical standard, American musical standard canon. So, dead ass. How about that? The original production opened at Ziegfeld Theater in 1947 and ran for 581 performances. That feels like a really long run for a show in 1947. I agree, but strap in because the West End picked it up in 1949 and it ran for 685 performances. So London liked it better. Well, you know, American shows tend to do better across the pond anyway. So because people like to gawk. It's true. And Americans. <laughs> Gawk at the Americans. Gawk <laughs> at the American stories. Yes. Um, yeah, so that happened. And then there were there's numerous revivals of yeah. this. Yeah, I saw that on the you know, Wikipedia page. I was like, there's like 10 different. Revivals. Yeah, there's so many of them. But we also have two film adaptations. One there's is a T. Te- yeah, one is a TV version. With Robert Goulet. <laughs> I don't think I knew that. I didn't either. And when I, I can't, I can't read or say his name without singing it like Will Ferrell in that one sketch. Robert Where, Goulet. Robert Goulet. Uh, oh my God. I love that sketch. So good. <laughs> Quick staring contest. You win. You always do. <laughs> Uh, when he's like, I want to see you shaking that butt, butt, butt. Oh, my thong uh, song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Wrong. Anyway, I like it when you call me Big Papa. All right, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Enough so, of Robert TV Goulet. movie starring Robert Goulet. Which came out in 1966. And then there was a film version in 1954 that came out with Gene Kelly and Sid Charisse, which I think is very strange casting, if I'm being honest. I mean, listeners, let me let me be 100% with you guys. I do not know Brigadoon very well at all. Uh, I have not seen the movie. I've listened to the cast recording like twice, maybe. I knew that. Uh, Gene Kelly was in the movie, though, and I think Gene Kelly is appropriate casting in whatever he is in. I love him. But he's just more of a character actor to me because he's just so charismatic, and I know he has leading man qualities, but the character in Brigadoon, Patrick Wilson played him in the Encores production. Yeah, I get that. So he's, it's a different kind 
of leading man. Like I would never cast him as Curly in Oklahoma. No. Right. It's so it's a similar track in my mind. Fair. So I just think it's a strange, you That's know. Fair. But whatever. I'm, and I'm Sid Charisse is strange too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I need to watch the movie. It's just it's actually just a typo because they're just talking about the scene in Singing in the Rain where they dance together. The Broadway rhythm, everybody, everybody dance. dance. Which is an entire musical in itself. Yeah, they're like, we're going to pause this musical real quick and do a full three-act musical for you right now. <laughs> Buckle in. And it, and it has nothing to do with the plot. Nothing to do. Nothing to do with the plot. Nothing to do with the movie that they're making. But Gene Kelly, interesting casting, I guess, for this. But I would literally watch him do anything. I yeah, I mean, same. have such a hard-on for him. Yeah, again, totally same. <laughs> that tap dancing number where he tap dances in roller skates. <sighs> what? <sighs> Ridiculous. Anyway, so Lerner and Lowe had previously collaborated on three other musicals before they did Brigadoon. The first was Life of the Party, not to be confused with the song made famous by Idina Menzel. What if there was a full Frank Lesser? I'm sorry. I keep seeing Frederick and saying Frank Lesser, like the FL. Yeah. Um, A learner and low, like full musical Mm -hmm. based off, well, not based off of, that Life of the Party is based off of. I mean, just a woman doing cocaine being the life of the party <laughs> why not why, why not? not it sounds good for like the 1930s 1940s i mean yeah um so but life of the party closed during pre-broadway tryouts it like never saw the light of day right. but there were two musicals that i've never heard of called what's up and the day before spring <laughs> <laughs> and they had musicals. moderate success what's up like what <laughs> What that is not yeah, a song. What that is, is not what a, is up? I would like to know. What is up? Uh, so I'm very curious about those. But Brigadoon was inspired by, which I'm not really surprised at all, by Oklahoma and Carousel. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, they were. I think this is a better version of both of those shows. Of Oklahoma. Yes. Wow. I think the plot is more interesting. I think the characters are more interesting. The music is more interesting. Oklahoma is spectacular, but this is just a, there's, it's just more, there's more intricacies. There's just more like intricacies and it's just, I don't know, maybe not the musical as a whole, but there's definitely one character, which is a complete like archetype just plopped into this show. That is a, better version of the other archetype fully mm. well which we'll get I'll, into i'll be the judge of that so uh there obviously is like a serious like love art a plot the a plot and then the b plot again inspired by oklahoma and carousel and it's set in a small country town and it's supposed to talk about why the country like the small country town is better than living in the big city. Like that's one of the big themes. So though Lerner and Lowe originally booked a producer named Billy Rose for the original company or for the original production, Cheryl Crawford ended up being the producer who actually brought it to Broadway. Lerner explained in a interview that the contract with Billy Rose 
The contract which Billy Rose wanted them to sign negated Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation that freed the slaves. What? Like, what? I I have no idea what that means. <laughs> like, how? Negated? Like, what is? In what way? And I guess I guess it. I guess it just like stood. It was like actively against the emancipation and they said no we're not doing that well it's also we will not be working with you because that was like that was a settled thing by that point <laughs> so it's really weird that billy rose would be like you know what the hill i'm gonna die on the emancipation proclamation well, i mean back then though i mean i mean of yeah, I understand, but like who knows what who knows what else that person was into, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Uh so yeah, so that I thought that was a very interesting fact. Yeah. So let's get into the uh oh, there's one more little okay, there's a New York Times theater critic mm-hmm. who wrote that Lerner actually took the story of Brigadoon from a German story that was published back in 1860 mm-hmm. about a mythical village that would fell under a magical curse. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert, that's the, that's Brigadoon. Yeah. But Lerner was like, no, I did not, I did not take from that. I have never even heard of that book. It is just a, he says it's an unconscious coincidence because Mm -hmm. of the similarities. So who knows? Who knows? But also I'm like, why is it that, that, why is it a big deal? Yeah. Especially, well, I guess 1860 was not as far away from 1847 as it is now. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah, there's that. So anyway, let's get into the dot. Yeah, I need you to explain this to me because I might need to. I have to re-explain it to myself. So I, we're gonna take it slow because there's to, a lot of moving parts in the first act. I tried to parse the plot from this cast recording. I was unsuccessful. You can't. I was no, you can't. <laughs> you can't. It's it's a lot. So two New York men are traveling to the Scottish Highlands to hunt. 1940s. Um, But on their first night out, Mm -hmm. they get lost. Typical. Did they ask someone for directions? So then Uh they begin hearing music. (laughs) And it's coming from a nearby village, but it's not on the map. They're like, the fuck? We're men. So I guess we're getting it wrong. Uh, direct quote from the show. <laughs> um, they head over to get directions and they see this little like inn and there's a fair in progress. And in the, the villagers are night in the middle of the night. Um, and the villagers, <laughs> listen, Schmigadoon is hmm. literally just the plot of Brigadoon. I'm kind of like, why did they make a pair? I, I don't know. I'm obsessed with it. I, I I really thought that it was more. It's gonna Schmigadoon was gonna be like a amalgamation of Carousel, o- Oklahoma, Oklahoma, and Brigadoon. Yeah. No. No. Just just Brigadoon. So anyway, the villagers that are doing the fair that are <laughs> doing the fair in the middle of the night are tradi- are dressed in traditional Scottish tartan work. We meet Andrew. McLaren and his daughters who arrived to the fair to purchase supplies for the youngest daughter, Jean's wedding. 
uh, and Gene's getting married to Charlie. Adorable. Right? You can just tell by the name that he's a happy-go-lucky boy. Uh, Archie Beaton's son, Harry. Archie Beaton. Nope. Archie. I can't do Scottish. It's all right. Son's Harry. Madly. Madly is the word they use. Madly. Mm -hmm. Loves Gene. And is depressed at the thought of marrying another. Maggie, though, Mm -hmm. we meet Maggie Anderson, is devoted to him, but he doesn't find comfort in that. Okay, well... Typical! Fucking typical man wants what he can't have. (sighs) Oh, boo-hoo. I know. One of the girls asked Jean's older sister, Fiona, Mm -hmm. from Shrek, (laughs) when when she's going to get married, and Fiona answers, I'm waiting for my dearie. So anyway, Tommy and Jeff, the two New Yorkers, walk into the villager, walk into the village and are like, where are we? Like, can you, can you tell us where we are? Archie informs them that they are in Brigadoon. Obviously, this is, these would have to be men because no woman who was lost in the wilderness, like, would be like, oh, what's that music I hear in the middle of the night? I'm going to go follow it to a town that's not on this map. Okay, serial killers. That's what you'll find. Serial killers. Musical serial killers. Or like a coven of witches that are gonna fucking murder you. Either way, you're dead. Yes. There is a twist. No. (laughs) So they're wandering around the village asking where they are. And they find out they're from uh, Brigadoon. Fiona is like, y'all can come and have a meal at my back at my home you know and then the flirtatious meg a dairy maid dove cameron immediately this is the words they use immediately falls for jeff and pulls him away i mean it's so quick okay and me in college yeah work freshman year of college for sure yeah so they're gone Charlie then appears rejoicing in his impending nuptials. He's so excited. I do have to say, Mm -hmm. I do have to say before we get too far in, I also didn't know this show very well going in. I knew like one, I was like, oh, I know like Waiting for My Dearie. I know that song. Then I listened to the whole soundtrack in in succession. Mm -hmm. I know almost every single one of these songs. (laughs) There was another, I like a, everyone would play and i was like i know that song and that song it was actually just your like most listened to songs from 2021 that was just what you'd put on didn't even know didn't even know charlie comes in and is so excited about his wedding and he tries to share a drink with tommy and toasting to mr forsyth who he thanks for postponing the miracle and everyone's like, what, 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 what does that mean? And then when Tommy's like, what does that mean? Fiona's like, shush, shush, shush. No need to ask questions. And then no, takes, don't worry about it. no, no worries. And then uh, takes Charlie to celebrate with the song, the great fucking song. Go home with Bonnie Jean. Mm. I love that. Go home, go home, go home with Bonnie Jean. I love that song. Tommy tells Fiona that he has a fiance back in New York and he's in no hurry to marry her though. 
And then Fiona's like, red flag alert. Red but then flag. Fi- but then Fiona goes, I really like you. I didn't know I was in this musical. Okay, um, Fiona, oh. get a little self-esteem, honey. You oh can do better. You can do better. Unless it's Gene Kelly, then we make an exception. But yeah, right. You or Patrick Wilson, but otherwise you could do better. <laughs> yeah. You could do better. Um, yeah. So that's what happens with that. Rough and ridiculous, right? Yeah. Tommy insists on accompanying. Accomp- I hate this word. Accompanying Fiona to gather Heather for the wedding, which is a. Heather, Heather, gather a single Heather for but the which wedding. Which one? Which one? The the red, the yellow, or the green? What's the theme of the wedding? Yeah. What's the, what, what's what's the color the, scheme? What's the color scheme for this wedding? Oh man. Um. So, uh, meanwhile, we flash back to Meg and Jeff, and they're in the forest uh, with a shack in a shack and a uh, laying in a cot, and she tells him that she's highly attracted to him. But he's like, yeah, he's like, get off me, wench. I want to go to sleep. Okay. Sure, Jeff. Sure. And sure, Jeff. And then she reflects on her quote unquote eventful love life in the song, The Love of My Life. This song is a better, I can't say no. I I mean, I really do yeah. think that there's more happening. She's more like it's it's funnier mm-hmm. because it's truly like. It feels more of, uh, what is that song from uh, City of Angels? Ooh, you um, can always count yeah, on me. It feels similar to that in the sense of like the story she's telling. Mm-hmm. Wherein I can't say no. She's just like, I'm just so, yeah. me, you know, that, and it doesn't feel it. This similar, feels- similar color, different flavor. Yeah into it uh i think that if someone is trying to audition for 80 annie they should sing this song oh i would agree with you i would side with you and uh oh fun fact that i didn't say earlier in the production at city center that was kelly o'hara patrick wilson stephanie j block played this role of course she did i know so good so good so then uh jean's friends help her pack her things you can move move in with charlie uh, after they get married and Charlie arrives to sign the McLaren's family Bible, but he wants to see Jean, but is told that it's bad luck to see Jean on her wedding day, but he begs her to come out anyway. Do you know this song? Come to me, bend to me. I do, but only because I, I mean, because I've listened to the cast recording, but also the person that I cast is Charlie. I found a video of him singing this song. Well, there That's we go. That's why I picked him. But Well, so... This is a song that gets stuck in my head constantly, but I couldn't remember what it was from. And so when I heard it, it was like getting smacked in the face with a memory. It was insane. But anyway, but it is also the exact melody mm-hmm. of uh, music of the night. Softly, gently. Da, 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 da. And it, trails into something else but come to me bend to me Mm -hmm. it's the same and i really am like either it is a reference Mm -hmm. because it is right like this is like it's a must come 
to me, bend to me, like bend to my will. Absolutely. Does it? And doesn't Phantom actually say that? Come to me, bend to me. Does he not say that in that song? Um, he he doesn't. I don't think he says come to me, bend to me. He says touch me, trust me. Da 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 da. But like same um. thing. Same thing. Same so thing. I wonder if it's like a reference or if it is a direct steal, which is what we know. I mean, Andrew loves to steal. So yeah. So it listening to it though, it's like, oh my God, this is ridiculously similar. Yeah. Great. Beautiful song though. Mm-hmm. Tommy and Fiona return with a basket full of Heather and Fiona goes upstairs just to help Jean dress for her wedding when Jeff arrives wearing a pair of Highland Trues trousers, uh, his other pants were damaged on a thistle. Oh, I hate when that happens. Which means that they had sex. Yeah. Fully. Of, co- of course, he was too tired. Bullshit. So, well, so Jeff- he got his pants torn on a thistle and had oh. to turn and had to wear his Highland Trues. <laughs> so there you go. So there you go. This is there all happening go. very quickly. Uh, we are already at the wedding. <laughs> it's still Act One, right? I did. Girl, girl, Act One is not even close to being over. It is so much. I'm telling you, so much. Oh my god. I shouldn't say it's not close, but if we were in the show itself, it would not yeah. be close to being over. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Jeff finds that Tommy is so happy that he can't even contain it. Like he loves. He loves Fiona. It's almost like being in love, which I didn't realize that was from this. Mm. Uh, that was fun to like listen and be like, oh, that's oh, my ear. That song? I, yeah, my ear was not ready to hear it because it's not where I thought it came from. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, notice, Tommy notices, though, in the Bible, in the family Bible that uh, Charlie has to sign that all of the events are all of the events that are happening are listed in the Bible, including Jean's wedding. And it's listed as if they happened 200 years earlier. When Tommy asks Fiona about this, she sends him to the schoolmaster. Oh, so are we going to get to meet Ariana? Yes. Ariana <laughs> yes, exactly. Do a tap number on that um, desk. Yep, Exactly. Uh, I just love how everyone's like, mm, no, don't talk about it. <laughs> like, you know? Oh, it's very, look over there. <laughs> yeah, look over there. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so Fiona, Tommy, and Jeff all arrive at Mr. Lundy's home, the schoolmaster, where he relates the story that two New Yorkers can hardly believe to protect, to protect Brigadoon from being changed by the outside world, Amish, 200 years ago, the local minister prayed to God to have Brigadoon disappear only to reappear for one day every 100 years. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> you immediately dropped. <laughs> you went... One day every 100 years. Is that 100 years Brigadoon time or is that 100 years Our actual time. time? Actual time. Okay, so how long has it been in Brigadoon years, and how do they know when it's been a hundred years? Because these bitches aren't aging. Well, if this, if the events, you know what? That's actually a good question. Now that I, you're asking that, I actually don't know the answer. Look, wait, it would have to be two hundred years ago in real world, 
and maybe they're moving slower. Okay. Because if this was in the Bible, mm-hmm. and he's still having to sign it, yeah, it it's not happened yet. But it has happened because it's actually 200 years in the past. Okay, time traveler's wife. The Marvel <laughs> Universe. <laughs> Multiverse of madness. Honestly, honestly. Oh my god. Did you know that I read an article the other day that WandaVision was supposed to come out after Doctor Strange multiverse? Of Mad- I did not know that. Yes. And so they had to change the ending of the multiverse of madness. And like, mm-hmm. so there were, so it's like not the complete film or something like, you know, mm-hmm. it's not the film that was supposed to come out. Interesting. But COVID messed the timeline up. And so- WandaVision was supposed to happen after, which makes so much sense about why she like, like went backwards and created this whole, this whole world. And like, so. Yeah. Do you want to hear something that fucked me up? Yes. So in Infinity War, which takes place in 2018, Thanos snaps his fingers, half the population disappears for five years. That means in real time, half of the population would be back next year in 2023. Why does that fuck you up? Because time. I feel like I saw that movie in theaters like a year ago. Oh, sure. Okay. Yes. And it was like present day. Yeah. And it's like five years. Yeah. Next year. God. So now every Marvel movie that we watch is in the future. Yeah. Hmm. Unless it happens pre. Which none of them have happened pre. No. So far. Unless it's like an origin story, but. Which we haven't really had yet. No, not recently. None of the phase four. No. Heroes. Except for Black Widow was technically phase four and that was pre-snap, but. Was it technically phase four? Because Widow's not coming back in phase four. Because I thought. But Yelena is. Oh, okay. True. And I I hope like the Red Guardian and stuff come back too. Because I love. I haven't seen it yet. (gasps) I know. You have to watch it. It's so good. I want to. I started it on the on a plane and then I ended up falling asleep. Not on the movie, because of the movie, but because I fall asleep on planes. No. It, it's I'm like really- literally like I start something and I'm like <laughs> I I want to sleep on planes, but I have to watch the the plane fly to my destination on the screen. On like the back. I'm- you do? Oh yeah. I like I as soon as I can I go to the map. And I, like, zoom all the way in so I can see my plane going. (laughs) Wow. Anyway. Yeah, not me. I want to be conked out. I don't want to be, like, uncomfortable in the chairs. Um, Anywho. 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 Um, So, they get one day every 100 years. Yes. But everyone is forbidden to leave the town. Or else the town will disappear forever. This feels like an awful deal that has been made. I know. But, I mean, it's like the village. Yeah, I guess. You know, there are monsters in Brigadoon that turn out to be, uh, what's his face? What's that actor's name? You know who I'm talking about. Yes, I do, but I can't remember his name. So... The only way that an outsider, though, is permitted to stay. Well, Tommy was like, hypothetically. Just, you know. If someone were to, I don't know, 
want to stay and like hook up with a lady with a friend. townie with um, a townie what would happen a stranger can stay if he loves someone here not just not just brigadoon mindy but someone in brigadoon enough to want to give up anything and stay with that one person which is how it should be because after all lad if you love someone deeply anything's possible i don't have a scottish accent but it's a direct quote from the show the group leaves to go to the wedding and you can everyone's coming from the hills to come to the wedding uh mr lundy marries charlie and jean and they perform a traditional celebratory wedding dance. They perform elaborate dances over like these swords because it's a traditional dance. And then the whole town joins the dance, but it abruptly halts when Jean screams as Harry tries to kiss her. Harry? Harry. You can't be doing that. Harry, go to your lonely room and look at your pictures of can-can girls. (laughs) Exactly. Like... This is not the time or the place. No. And so Jean is like in anguish because Jean just got married and now is like, why are you trying to kiss me? You were literally at my wedding. Yeah. You were at my wedding. Hello. Um, And your name is Harry. Ew. Ew. No, thank you, Mr. Potter. Fuck off. Okay. It is Harry Potter. So Harry is so disturbed and sad and depressed about Jean's wedding that he announces he's leaving the town which would end yeah in brigadoon disappearing forever and then he sprints away end of act one fuck this guy fuck this guy i i felt a little bad for him because i understand unrequited love is hard but fuck this guy Fuck him. I hope that something bad happens to him. And I bet it does based on the look on your face. I hope something terrible happens. I mean, with this show, what? Is it going to be like vampires? I hope he gets bit by a vampire. It's Dust Till Dawn. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> yeah. So Jeff has sprinted. Not Jeff. Harry has sprinted away. and was like, I'm leaving. Right. And the men of the town, including Tommy and a very reluctant Jeff. I kind of love Jeff. I love Jeff. You'll see how much I love Jeff based on who I cast as Jeff. Perfect. They're frantically trying to find Harry before he can depart the town. And then all of a sudden they hear an agonizing scream. Harry appears to have fallen on a rock and crushed his skull. And that's what he deserves. I was like, is this Midsommar? Yeah, he just jumped from a cliff. It turns into a literal cult musical. Now that would pique my interest. I mean, it doesn't, but like, but like what if, it kind of, you kind of could think about it that way. Yeah, you what can't. If you could direct this as if they're a cult. You I mean, they kind of are. You can't leave. Once you come in, once you join the fray, you cannot leave. Death is, death is your only way out real escape and i bet you know what i bet they're fucking lying i bet you can leave brigadoon and the town would be fine well there is magic involved i don't believe it it's a cult well, i think it's a cult now that we're talking about it i do yep. think like you know what? and i and i would love to like 
direct this and like spin it in that way. Sign me up. I'll play anybody. I'll play Jeff. Yeah. I'll play anybody in a cult show. I live for it. Yeah. Right. So anyway, we're in Midsommar now. Uh, Deciding not to tell the rest of the town that they found Harry dead with his head smashed in. Brutal. Insane. It's been such a sweet little musical. And then all of a sudden, Fiona, the men carry Harry away. Fiona and her father arrive to see if everything is okay. And Tommy sees Fiona and they embrace. She reveals her love for him. And he tells her that he believes he feels the same way. Okay. I know. Like what? Why I, can't you just- I, I love you. I'm in love with you. I think I feel the same way. I love you too, bro. You too, bro. Um, No, it's, it's like that quote from the poltergeist episode of family guy. When he, when Lois goes, I love you, Peter. And then he goes, I've grown very fond of you too, Lois. (laughs) (laughs) Such a great quote. So they sing the song there, but for you go, I, which is a gorgeous song, gorgeous song. Fiona reminds him, though, that the end of the day is near. They only have the one day. I forgot that they only have the one day. One single day. To fall in love? Mm -mm, It's a cult. There's no fucking way. Yeah, see? Tommy tells her that he wants to stay in Brigadoon with her. And so they go find Mr. Lundy, the schoolmaster, to what? What the fuck Knight him with a ruler? Like, Teach him arithmetic? Yeah, he's like, all right. Conjugate verbs? Yes, here's an apple with a worm in it. Don't eat it. You'll be fine. Like, what do you want yeah. me to say? Yeah, like A plus. Yeah. yeah. Here's a gold star. You can be the line leader this week. Meanwhile, in the village, Meg tells about the day her parents were drunkenly married. And the townsfolk dance to the sound of the Highland pipes. And But then it is interrupted by Archie, who's carrying Harry's body. While the... Read the room. Read the room, dude. Read the room. Um, Led by Pipers and Maggie, who loved Harry, remember her, performs a funeral dance for her unrequited love, which is... That's so fucked. I know. Poor girl. I know. The men of Brigadoon help Archie carry his son to the burial place. So it's Archie. Harry is Archie's son from... Yeah. Yeah. It's very much that... um, in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, when Harry brings Cedric's oh. body back, he's like, and his dad's like, that's my son. That's my boy. And oh. all of us are crying because we don't get more Robert Pattinson in the movies. Yeah, but then you're like a little bit thankful because that means he was free to do Twilight. <laughs> oh my God. I love Twilight. I know. I love us so much. You know, what is Brigadoon if not Twilight in Scotland? Honestly. Same thing. Same thing. So Tommy finds Jeff and announces that he has every intention to stay. And Jeff is like, you're an idiot. And he tries to convince Tommy that Brigadoon is not even real. He's like, we're just dreaming. This isn't a real place. Like we, we ate those peanut butter sandwiches with mushrooms on them. My guy, yeah. like we are tripping balls. We're we tripping. This isn't real. Oh, no. And so Jeff also that. reveals Jeff then also reveals that he tripped Harry and acted, and he's the reason that Harry's dead. <laughs> oh, 
whoops. Yeah. Fucking, Sorry. I, I accidentally tripped that fucking guy that assaulted that bride on her wedding day. Yeah. Oops. Whoops. And then he crushed his skull and he was like, oh, shit. I, go, I just, wanted, I just to, like, wanted to, I just wanted to trip him and skin something. his knee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, dude, dude, this is a dream because if it's not a dream, I just killed someone. I'm a murderer. <laughs> I'm a murderer. <laughs> this better be a fucking dream. I can't go to jail. What would prison Ooh. jail even be like? <laughs> and he couldn't stay there. No. Because because he's not in love with anyone. Exactly. So I mean, he'd be just like stuck in the forest. Like, how do I get home? Just like, I'm a little lost, but you know, I'll figure it out. But I'm not in jail. Yeah. I'm not going to wait a hundred years for them to come back and get me. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's the perfect um, crime. The perfect crime. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> Uh, Fiona and Mr. Lundy arrive and Tommy is shaken by Jeff's confession and then tells Fiona that he loves her, but he can't stay because he still has doubts. Typical man. Fucking typical. typical. Fiona tells Tommy as she fades away into the darkness that she will love him forever and Brigadoon disappears. (laughs) And then the... Curtain call music starts to play. Everyone comes up. Brigadoon. Brigadoon. Yeah, right. No. So we have a little bit of a, what's it called? Not on track. Yeah, time jump. A montage. Yeah, right. So it's four months in the future. Jeff is drinking heavily. Fair enough. Uh At a hotel bar in New York and Tommy, who has been living on a farm in New Hampshire, enters and greets Jeff and announces that he's still in love with Fiona and can't stop thinking about her. His fiance, Jane. Oh, I forgot he was engaged. Yeah. Yeah. A beautiful social socialite talks to him about their impending wedding. But everything driving the the car with the shit. Yes. That yeah yeah oh man work there we go slay um oh my god driving the car for leg so good um but she talks to him about their wedding but everything she says causes him to hear Fiona's voice and dream about Brigadoon. Tommy tells Jane that he cannot marry her and she argues with him but he continues to daydream about his true love. <laughs> It's it's like that TikTok sound where it's like, it's like, what's your favorite part of Disney World? I like the Epcot ball. And then, well, that, well I like blah, 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 blah. And it's like the Epcot ball. <laughs> I've never seen those. <laughs> it's very funny. Oh, it's very funny. I forgot that he was engaged. Yeah. Um, um, Jane leaves and Tommy tells Jeff that he wants to return to Scotland, although he knows the village will not be there. Okay. What? Well, there you fucking go, my guy. <laughs> yeah, like, what? Um, the pair, the pair returned to the spot where they found Brigadoon, and as they expected, there's nothing there. But just as they turn to leave, they hear the music of Brigadoon again, and Mister Lundy imp- appears and says, "My, my, you must really love her. You woke me up." Tommy waves goodbye, and Jeff waves goodbye to Jeff and disappears with Mister Lundy into the Highland Mist to be reunited with Fiona. End of show. <laughs> Can you imagine being Jeff? No. 
No. Like, the, there's a comedy in here where Jeff oh, is the fully, main character. Fully. And everything else is happening, like, tangentially just around him. Yeah. And, like, his best friend just disappears into the fog. Yeah, and it's like, well, they still didn't catch me. <laughs> well, I still got away with murder. <laughs> he walks off eating mushrooms. It's like, just like, yeah. <laughs> Tripping balls. Tripping balls. <laughs> Tripping so, balls. Wow. That was exactly what I thought it was going to be and not at all like what I thought it was going to be. But you see why I think like there's something like much more interesting about it than Oklahoma. It's yeah. not as straightforward. You don't really know where it's going, but not in like a, where the fuck is this going? Yeah. I think in a way that it kind of kept you on your seat. It's really difficult, I think, for shows, even musicals, to deal with things like magic, like actual magic. Like, it's just very difficult, I think, for audiences to suspend their disbelief that far. Yeah. Um, Which is why shows like a Lord of the Rings musical, I don't think would do very well because... Why not? It's just too much, I think, for normal audiences, for commercial audiences, I'll say. Yeah. But... I think that this show does a really great job of balancing out, like, yes, they are in this, like, magical world, and it's created these magical circumstances that these two dudes have found themselves in, but, like, it's evened out with, like, the love stories and, like, the interpersonal drama that's happening within the town and... Meg throwing her cat at every man that comes in. Like, love. God love that for her. her. Love. I also love that they don't get together. Like, it's just yeah. they yeah. had sex and that's it. It was a purely sexual relationship. Good. I, I love a sexually uh, independent woman. Yeah, I, right. I, I love that for her. Yeah. And this- especially in the 19, like, 40s that they yeah. didn't comment on the fact that like no one was like oh that's the town whore you know like yeah she just yeah that's well, it like even even in oklahoma like ado annie is not treated great by people like her father is like you gotta get married to one of to this guy that you've been kissing yeah but i mean based on what you've told me like there's no moment of like you gotta marry Jeff. I'm sorry you fucked him in the thistle. So, uh, it's, yeah. Like, I don't know. That's kind of well, nice that she's not she's so like, ashamed. She's, like, fucked by a lot of guys. And, like, she talks about it in that song. And it's just so great that she's just like, yeah, that one didn't work out. That one didn't work out. That one didn't work out. Oh, oh well. well. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Don't have sex. Yeah, fully. So love that. Love that love for her. That. Um, do you want to get into Yeah, we can get into dream casting. I'm just thinking like people don't do this show a lot and I'm curious I know. As to why. Like I, it I guess must, I, I guess it's a complicated because you have to have two sets. Like you have to have two you have to have a New York well, like, backdrop. I, I feel like New York can be like simple enough. Like it it's a, like a bar or something. That's true. It is just like at a bar. But then you also need 
I feel like, like you're probably the beautiful know. rolling hills of Scotland. But if and you like, don't sound of music, and like, but I feel like this show would probably require like a, a orchestra, and that is expensive. I mean, also to do it people right. doing also people doing Scottish accents. Yeah, yeah, makes sense actually. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, but it makes me sad because I really do think that this is a really good show. Yeah, and it you know what? It's been revived a whole fucking bunch, but I think it's due for an actual Broadway revival. I think I was, so, too. I was, I was looking at the dates, and I was like, yeah, it's been, I think, long enough. Yeah, and there's no real, like, problematic material Yeah, I that mean, I can Jeff see. Jeff murdering someone. Well, yeah, but, like, there's no, like, I ha- like, there's a stalker, and we're making him into a school yeah. shooter not to yeah. be specific you know yeah no that's true that's true i don't know fingers crossed yeah all right let's dreamcast this bitch so do we want to start with tommy start with our main di- main guy yeah let's start with tommy this one was actually easy for me me too um, because i i kind of knew who i wanted to play it when i saw patrick wilson on the cover of such good casting anything that he's cast in though i'm like yeah that's great casting he's never had a bad performance except in the aquaman movie but that's not his fault that entire movie is trash that i've never seen it that is the only movie i've ever left the theater in the middle during well it was really bad anyway so the person that i cast as tommy is zachary levi (gasps) oh that's cute yeah, I that's love cute. Him. I love yeah, him. I love him too. Um, I cast Bryce Pinkham. <gasps> yeah, of course. That's him, him singing the score. Yeah, him be singing beautiful. the score would be so beautiful. Be beautiful. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. No, that's great. I love that. Sly. Um. Sly. So Fiona. Um. So for Fiona, I have like several Fionas. Fiona, Me too. Fiona, I was like. This is the role that we could kind of just like put people yeah. into. There's mm-hmm. no because she's just like beautiful and a soprano, right? So I have a whole bunch of ideas. We could Me put too. like Laura Benanti and have a Laura and Zach reunion, a la She Loves Me, which would be cute. Mm-hmm. Um, Danae Benton, Philip yeah. Sue, yeah. Sierra Bogus. Audra McDonald, I think, is a little old for her now, but when she was in her, like, Carrie Pipperidge days. I'd rather see her as Meg, to be honest, though. Yeah. Yeah, especially her, um, in, uh, like, 110 in the Shade. Yes. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But I would love to hear her sing Fiona's track, you oh, know, like, I yeah. mean, yeah. So, oh. I have four choices and you've said one of mine already and Danae Benton was Danae Benton felt so obvious that I was like come on let's pull yeah. from a, you know because yeah. she would be so good so um beautiful yeah I said Lily Cooper Ooh. yeah I thought that'd be really interesting I am very interested in that I think that yeah would be right really good I think so too um then I said Celia Keenan Bulger I love that I forget that she can do soprano stuff I know. And she's a good actor. Like, she's, she's a, a really great. good actor. Mm-hmm. So I think that that would be a really interesting casting yeah. as well. Rebecca Luker. Of course. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, and then Philippa Sue. Yeah. 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 Philippa Sue and Danae, Danae Benton, they're like the tag team. 
Yeah. If one can do it, the other can do it. Um, fully, fully. Um, so moving on for Meg. Oh, okay. Or, I mean, your, uh, the, your order is very funny to me. Oh, I, I just did it as I thought of people. Um, work. So for Meg, I feel like mine is going to be so obvious. I have a couple different ideas from people I would like to see as Meg. Um, my very first thought, my gut instinct was Heidi Blickenstaff. <gasps> work. I love um, Heidi Blake and stuff. Like that that this is just her track in this show. Yeah. Um I also think Jane Krakowski a la nine mm. specifically. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see hers Meg. And then this is the one that I'm kind of the most excited about for Meg because it just like came to me. Andy Carl. <laughs> no. Diana DeGarmo. Or Deanna DeGarmo. <gasps> <sighs> Right? Throwback. Throwback. I, I know. It, I was like, oh my god, I haven't thought of her in years. Oh my god. Best Penny of all time, in my Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Have you so, seen her, Glenda? Yes, I have. Very funny She's as well. So good. Oh. So good. I love that. Thank you. Very into that. Um, I said Bonnie Milligan. Oh, yeah. And Katie Finneran. Yeah. Like a young Katie Finneran. Yeah. I love Katie Finneran. I think Bonnie Milligan could do this right now. And if they revived it, I would be like, you have to cast Bonnie Milligan in that role. Yeah. Yeah. She'd be so good. So good. Absolutely. Um, I love that. All right. Who's next? Um, Next on my list is Jeff. Great. Um, do you want to go first for Jeff? no okay i'll go first for jeff so for jeff i i have two options for jeff me too um i would die if we said the same i we're not but i would die my first thought my gut instinct for jeff is christopher sieber yeah great i mean he i know that jeff doesn't sing and christopher sieber has a great voice but like this is yeah it's a great great sure yeah um and then andy carl oh yeah this is andy carl's track yeah um are you ready for mine? I was, I've been waiting with bated breath. Nick Offerman. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Are you like, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm gagged. I'm gooped and gagged. Gooped, uh, gagged. That's amazing. I, I just, that's so good. That's so good. Bring in a young, uh, a young Megan Mullally to play Meg. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, that's so... I love that. Yeah. I love it. Oh, and we could bring in the guy that plays Will, and he can play Tommy. And I don't know who Deborah Messing is going to play, but we'll put her in here, too. Yeah. She'll play the she'll play the fiancé. Perfect. The fiancé of Tommy. It'd yeah. be great. It would be, a Will, and, it would be Will and Grace. Will and, <laughs> oh, wait. And then... Um, and Jack can be Charlie. I mean... <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, Sean Hayes can be Charlie. Sean Hayes can be Charlie. Or the school teacher. <laughs> no, no, he's the priest that, like, he's like, you you must have loved her a lot. Yeah. Mm. I love it. And then... <laughs> and then Christine Ebersole plays That's Carrie. I was going to say. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Fiona with the... <laughs> the shoulder pad. <laughs> Oh, Christine Ebersole was Meg. 
in one of the revivals. Absolutely, she was. Yeah, in um, the Irish Rep production in 2010. Irish Very Rep funny. Doing a Scottish show. Racist. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. The racist. No. No. Um, okay, um, so Charlie. For Charlie, I want you to go first for this one. Because <laughs> mine um, is like out of left fucking field. <laughs> great. Um, so my first choice is, I didn't write his name down because I couldn't think of it. Okay, I'll tell you my second choice because I did write it down. Ethan Slater. Adorable. Yeah, right? Very Adorable. cute. Yeah. But my first choice is Christopher Fitzgerald. <gasps> Yeah, I wanted to put him in this, and I was like, I don't know exactly where I would put him, but yeah. It's the same kind of track as uh, his track will, in... Uh, yeah, I promise I'm not lying. Da, 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 oh. da, da, da. Yeah, I was going to say Finian's Rainbow. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot he did Finian's, Finian's oh, Rainbow. When I'm a player, the girl I love, I, I love the girl I'm near. Oh. It'd be very, uh, like, that rousing, uh-huh. you know. I love, oh, I love that. That's really yeah. good. So. That's really good. Um, so, I have to preface mine by saying, I chose this person because I found a video of him singing Come to Me, Bend to Me, and he sounded yes. great. I also want to preface this by saying, I'm thinking of this person before he was who he is today because he's he's a pretty famous guy um i'm thinking pre-fame adam lambert what <laughs> I, I was like i don't, i was grasping at sort i was like i have to cast charlie i have to cast him come to me bend to me is such a, an important song and i don't know who to cast so i looked up just come to me bend to me and i was scrolling through and i saw it's a video recording of him singing it and i was like that's the one. <laughs> Slay. Slay. Well, like pre-American Idol, like when he did like Come to me, bend to me. <laughs> well, he didn't sing it like that. He sang it very, very much what you would expect him to sing it like. Come to me, bend to <laughs> me. Just the most relaxed jaw and tongue you've ever oh my heard. God. I've never seen someone sing with their tongue out of their mouth. Come to me, bend to me. to me. I'm really surprised he's not done Broadway. Yeah, me too. Like Rock of Ages. Did Should he it? not do Fear? Oh, he was Fear before American he, Idol. Yeah, he was Fear in like LA. Yeah, Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages would. Yeah. Just chow down on him like a juicy little morsel, or like. Well, he kinky was. Boots? He, come yeah. on, come on. Yeah. He, I mean. He was on tour with literally Queen. Oh, uh, that's true. He replaced Freddie Mercury for a while. That's true. Like, Which you I'm know, like, like, fine, whatever, I guess. it's. I don't know that I would... I don't think you can ever replace Freddie Mercury, but... No, because I'm also... Yeah, no. But, you know, whatever. But, you know, he can. he's a very good singer, and... I didn't know this show very well going into it. So I had to go with what I had, which was vocal parts. And who did I think would sound good singing it? And I was like, that man is definitely a tenor. So look at how high he can sing. And then there we go. So. I'm not Uh, Well, thank you for sharing Brigadoon with me. I feel, I actually... I'm really, I want to watch the movie now, now that I know what the show is. Yeah. 
I I really I think I want to get into it a little more. Maybe maybe we'll watch it at a undetermined date in yes. the near future. We'll we'll do like a little like a Zoom party. Watch it. Yeah, maybe yeah. Zoom. Maybe or you know what? Maybe you can come up and visit for my birthday and we'll watch it then. Or I'll come yeah. visit you for your birthday and we can watch yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Yeah. Sometime. Sometime we will watch it together and it'll be great. Um so, thanks so much for listening you guys. It's uh, always a pleasure to have you. We're going to be doing, in our next episode, I'm very excited. I don't know that Slee is going to be super thrilled about it, but we're doing the Fantastics. So oh, I love the Fantastics. Oh, okay. Great. I love the Fantastics. Great. I'm no, just... I love the Fantastics. Great. We're doing the Fantastics. I'm very excited about it because I love that show. And Me too. It's a small cast that's going to be easy to dream cast, baby. And and this is, is this the first show this year? Oh, no, Legally Blonde. We already did Legally Blonde. Um, the first show this year that we actually know. <laughs> well, I, I knew Diana going into it because I'd seen it. All that matters is we're getting to a show that we know very well. So we're not going to have a Margaritaville situation where we think it's going to be fun and then it just ends up being upsetting. It isn't. We're going to have a show that is fun and we love it and it's going to be great. Eh, eh, eh. So you can look forward to that. And, you know, as always, keep an eye on our stuff. We're, we're working on getting more stuff out there for you so yep yep there's some stuff cooking so just keep keep an eye out yeah smell what the rock is cooking and it's sizzling yes sizzling hot it's it's hot 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 rock (laughs) (laughs) okay well thanks so much guys goodbye goodbye Thank you so much for listening to This Podcast Won't Run a Week. If you'd like to support us, be sure to rate, review, follow, like, and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're interested in additional very cool content, you can head over to patreon.com slash thispodcastwon'trunaweek. You can check out all of our social media information as well as performance links in the description of this episode. Thanks for listening. We love you lots. Goodbye. I... <laughs> I always do that wrong. Do 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 do. What is it? It's the do 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 Yeah, but I can't. I yeah. hear it in my head, but it comes out different. Yeah, it, you're doing the. I know. Power. <laughs> yeah, yeah.